Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Slightly Focused Podcast. Uh, with me, your host, Will George. Callum cannot be here today as he is busy doing some lifeguard training at work. So that's fun. Uh, so yeah, so he's learned how to save more lives and stuff. Not that he does much of it, I don't think, but here we are. But today we are joined once again by a very special guest who has been on the pod ages ago. First time returning guest. Mr. Braden Figueroa. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a while since you've uh, been on. I didn't know that I've already been on. When was I on this podcast? You were on back in the day when, with Chad, like when you dropped Creator Club. And I was like one of the first people you told about it. And then we, you just talked to me about that for hours, uh, pretty much. That was like a while ago. Oh, you're right. You're right. That was what it was. Okay. Yeah, I remember. But that was like ages ago. And since then you've mm-hmm. done you've done a lot of other shit. You've uh you've moved house. Uh yeah. Yeah, we're in we're in a new new environment now. New environment. New cameras, new everything. Everything's new. It's great. Yeah. New new fish after going through like three of them. Yeah, I don't know if that fish is gonna make it. We'll see, dude. To this morning they're friends, so I have no idea. Okay. No idea if the, what's, what's going to happen. Let's but hope, we're like, fingers crossed, the fish lives. Let's hope they're not beating each other up right now. That would be not ideal. No, they're friends as of this morning. I have, I mean, dude, I have no idea. Like, we'll see. Okay, cool. All right. Let's sweep them. So, yeah. Let's, uh, let's dive into it. So, uh, Brayden, who are you? And, like, what do you, what do you do, man? What do I do? I do a lot of things. Um, main... My name is Brayden. A lot of you that are listening to this might know me as B-Figgy. I make videos for a living. I am in the advertising world, a little bit of marketing. I'm also like a coach for creatives and I own a, own a little business. And main, main, the main thing though that you probably have seen my work from, I like make TikToks too. I do all kinds of shit. Um, I'm in very, very similar niches, but all kind of under the one umbrella of like production, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I think you've got, yeah, you, I think you understand yourself big time now, man. I think you do a, a lot of cool stuff. Um, like we met a while ago as a result of TikTok, actually, you were just like DM me. Uh, with questions and I did and the rest is history like me two years down the line we're still chatting you're on the podcast here we are oh yeah this is it we're we're homies oh. now so D- dm me on ig with any questions has brought me closer to a lot of people from all parts of the world like you're from the uk um i mean it really is crazy what just that one little saying has done for my career the people i've connected with um I I don't remember why I started saying that in a video. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put this something at the end as a call to action. And I was like, ah, follow, follow for more, like whatever, like DM me on IG with any questions. I was like, let's try that and see how that goes. And the DMS have just been ridiculous. Like I can't even, if I DM with someone one day, it's gone. Like it'll be gone the next day. (laughs) There'll be another, another flood of like 40 or 50 that take its place. Um, And right now it's still possible to, talk to everyone for the most part that dms me so that's been kind of fun not kind of fun that's been super fun getting to know people's stories where people are from how they're getting into it um and a lot of the times they're at similar spots that i was at in my career 
So it's nice to be able to just answer that question and be like, all right, dope. Like you're on to the next thing. Like keep going. So it's been fun. Yeah. I think I, I definitely like stole that idea of you of like getting people to DM me on Instagram because I think you're right. Like a lot of people don't want to message people who they see like creators online because they feel like they just won't get a response and stuff. Like it's just nice because even I have a couple people who just message me like every so often. Like they're like, oh, hey, dude, don't want to like disturb you or anything, but do you know how to do this? this and it's like, yeah, just if you need anything, just message me, man. And like having like that little call to action at the end of the video is such a good thing. And I definitely think uh, mm -hmm. that's helped out a lot. The little thing that I've just kind of like taken from me, you know, um, what's that book? The one about uh, stealing from people. Steal, st steal like an artist. That's the one. Yeah. That little, is a good book. Stealing little, stealing little nuggets from people. But that's, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. that's pretty much like a, an intro to you. Uh, so what? Uh, so how did you, how did you get where you are? So I can't remember mentioned at the beginning, but you currently now work for the Lakers, uh, mm -hmm. filming all their fun things. You have an NBA winner's ring, which is something that most videographers can't say they have, uh, like give us a, the quick, uh, elevator story of how you kind of got to courtside at, well, was stable center. Oh. Crypto.com it arena. started started in college with youtube and i think that the reason why i've been able to go this far with the videography thing specifically is just because i i enjoyed doing it like it's fun at times it can feel like a job like anything but for the most part i really like to do it i don't like getting people's feedback on stuff i just enjoy making the work it, it, it's like a very fun process for me to come up with the idea, to shoot the idea, to edit the idea and then see that finished product. Um, YouTube was the little guinea pig for me and it's just where it all started. Like I had, I've had such a infatuation with YouTube since I was a young kid. Like I've always made YouTube videos for like all kinds of random shit that I was getting into. So it started with like, Oh fuck. I think when I was like 11, I had a fish YouTube channel and then it was like just me and my friends fucking around. And then it grew into like, when I got to college, I was like, Ooh, I can make, I can make fitness YouTube videos. Um, and that's how I'm going to start this whole thing off because I was really tiny in high school. I was like 120 pounds when I graduated and I was like, all right, I'm going to try and make a change. I kept getting this fucking ad for this guy named Mike Chang, six pack shortcuts. You know, this guy, you ever seen these ads? Yeah. I've heard of like six pack shortcut videos. Oh my God, dude. So this guy was like, this was the beginning of like Instagram ads and I, or Facebook. It, I think it was on Facebook that I saw it. And this dude was just targeting me every day. He found out and he knew that I wanted to get a six pack really badly. <laughs> and I was research. I was researching every fitness video, like how to get a six pack, how to grow muscle, like whatever. So, I, uh, I just took to the internet and I was like, I'm not going to buy this guy's silly little six pack shortcut, but I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Google a ton of stuff on this. I'm going to learn how to be fit. So then I got, you know, grew a bunch of muscle in like one summer, I think I went up 45 pounds, like two months, like 45 pounds. And I was, um, Getting I had transformed my, I, yeah, I transformed my body in that short amount of time. And I was like, okay, let's document this. Like, this will be fun to document. So I made like a fitness apparel brand. I was always hustling when I was younger um, to make money in all kinds of things. I had like all kinds of little side hustles. I was selling like power balance bracelets. I was selling um, literally anything you could think of. 
I probably sold it at one point in my life. I just like to sell things. Did you sell fidget spinners? Were you, were you that guy? I didn't sell fidget spinners, but I sold in like fifth grade or no, seventh grade it was. Yeah, seventh grade. I was sell- like when I was a kid, I was selling duct tape wallets and then I was selling power balance bracelets and then I was selling. Um, oh, do you remember that? I don't know if this was big in the UK, but in America, they had these little bracelets called silly bands and they like folded up into an animal. Oh, yeah. Like a different shape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sold those. Dude, I made a killing off of selling those. I found a guy at 7-Eleven and I was like, yo, I will buy all of those if you give me a little deal. And this is crazy that they'd even negotiate with me a little bit. <laughs> I was just like, I was just a little young entrepreneur and I was trying to think of ways that I could make money. And it was always to buy something. I always had like something that I wanted to buy. And I was like, okay, I'll figure out a way to make this money. Um, I was just a little hustler. So then fast forward a little bit, get into YouTube. Um, and I'm like, okay, let's document this journey, um, and just see where I can take it. I was like, maybe at that time, I think I wanted to be a fitness trainer. Um, and maybe like document my thing on YouTube, do fitness, YouTube videos. That was what I wanted to do. And then I started to realize that I could get paid to make videos. That was the craziest shit. The first time I was ever paid to make a video, I think was my, junior year of college so i was like 20 years old or 21 years old that was the start of it all i was like this is insane i can finally get paid and i like making these videos so then i started to pivot into make to like really learning the craft of videography and photography and just how i could make cooler stuff how i could edit cooler stuff um i really focused on the editing which like going back i probably would have focused on the filming more but i think it's made me a really fast editor and I think I can edit with the best of them now because I just learned how to do it so quickly. I was like thrown into the fire at the University of Oregon. Uh, I had gotten an internship with the Ducks my junior year, which ended up turning just like we were just doing full-time work for them. Like we were doing every sport. Um, my senior year was crazy. Like we were doing every single sport, all the games, football, basketball, you name it. We were doing, we were making videos for it. For context, traveling with the team for context mm. just that people who aren't in america who are the ducks because i didn't really realize who they oh. were until i started googling them and you told me about them the university of oregon um they're the university of oregon ducks that's them so they're a college in america and they have they have some of the most premier facilities in the entire world like it's insane it's something that you can't even make up uh, how crazy their facilities are so and then they have all sports right it's like american football soccer um basketball all the men's sports all the women's sports track like you name it they have it um softball baseball whatever they got it all so it was really nice to have access to all these sports and a great way to practice just telling stories and getting better at making videos I was making a video at least every day, if not multiple videos every day. And that was how I think that I got my style quickly and how I just progressed as a filmmaker early on because instead of like most people where they get into this and they're like, oh, I'm gonna make like one or two videos, whatever. I was making like 20 videos a week and a YouTube video and like two YouTube videos on top of that. Just putting the reps so class, in, man. Just getting the reps. Yeah, no, exact. Just reps on reps on reps. Like literal uh, reps and, and then like video ones as well. See, getting video yeah, and, gains and literal gains. Just exactly. Just crushing. And in college, 
in college I would I was like I'm not proud of this but I was just editing in every class I just once I found out that I was could be good at this thing I was like I'm just gonna run with this we're just gonna see where this can take us and now um you know fast forward I now make videos for one of the biggest brands in sports and it's so fun it's a blast um big one of the biggest brands and we're just constantly doing work for cool people and cool in cool places basically just getting basically your your current job is just getting banger videos of lebron while he's just dunking on everyone pretty much pretty pretty much that is a that's a big portion of it yeah that's literally all i see on your instagram but your videos are pretty fire so yeah i can't really argue with it when it comes to uh filming with the lakers what's it what, what what's it like because it must be such a, a high pressure environment being like courtside with the, that level of players do you find it intimidating was it hard to start with i think in the beginning like my first day i was a little like holy shit but i had already done it in college so like the guys that we were filming like went on to the nba and went on to the nfl and I was, I was an athlete in high school, so I never was, like, starstruck by athletes. It, it, the first time I was around LeBron, I was a little starstruck. Um, just because it's fucking LeBron James. It was just like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, because you just don't put it in. I think it, it's more like in college. They're not, the athletes aren't much bigger. I mean, like, I was a pretty big guy. So I didn't feel like they were just, like. And ginormous like the, and they're like the same age as you so it's like yeah exactly yeah. We're, we're like the same age there's not like we, I, I see them at parties i'd see them like out or like whatever like at the bars whatever you know so i think when and then when you go into the the nfl or the nba you're like oh these guys are like a different level of athlete they're not even on the same spectrum as the college athletes for the most part um so That's that first game that, bucks yeah, the first game down on the floor was pretty wild. Um, just getting used to the whole thing. The f it's fast. Basketball is way faster than football. Um, it's just like instantaneous play, instantaneous play. You don't really get a chance to like take a break. Whereas football, you're getting like, I don't know how long you're between every play. It just It's just a lot longer. The time is a lot longer. They're going to call a play. They're getting to relax. I think football is played in like increments of seven seconds, I think is the saying. I could be totally wrong on that. Um, but you get like time to like actually take a break, you know, the average play is like seven seconds long in basketball. It's like, bam, 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 dunk, run fast break, like alley-oop, whatever. It's just quick. It's, it's just really going. fast yeah. and tracking the ball, something that you got to learn, you know, and it's, uh, it's been fun. It's been a fun road, been a fun journey. First season, they win the ship and now we're at season three which is wild. So I've been there for three seasons. You're doing all right this season. Not too bad. Yeah, we've had better years, but you know, what can you do? It is what it is. Well, like, mm -hmm. what tips do you have when you're like shooting something so fast paced? Because I know you shoot manual when it comes to uh, that sort of thing. So that's one thing I've never understood about uh, sport video and like photo, just the ability to rack focus so quickly. What's the, what's the secret sauce? Ooh, the secret sauce to pulling focus quickly is you got to miss a lot before you can get good at it, which sucks. There's not really like a, a foolproof measure to like learning how to pull focus quickly, but 
I use it like, for example, when I was starting to learn how to pull focus, I would do it in the warm ups. So I'd get the warm ups and I'd miss a bunch of shots in the warm ups because the warm ups don't really matter and you're not going to use a ton of content of the warm ups. So just practicing it in the warm ups, getting getting my pacing. Because, for example, like if you were to shoot high school athletes and then go to the pros, your timing's totally off. So it does help to shoot the same athletes multiple times over. I'm assuming it's the same or like, no, it is the same with football. Like you get these guys like pacing down. You're like, okay, this is how fast they go. This is um, like the speed of the ball in which it's thrown because like you're whipping the camera around so fast. And I think it's way easier to shoot from the shoulder. Um, shooting like out in front of you with your hands directly in front of you, like away from your chest is just a brutal way to shoot sports. And that's how most people are shooting sports. That's why their footage doesn't look as crispy and as clean and as smooth because your hands are just like bound to bobble. Whether it's on your shoulder, you're pretty much in the same plane. You're just, um, you're just like moving the physical camera up and down with your hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot more stable. So I guess you, I guess you shoulder it, right? Do you have on a shoulder rig? A hundred yeah no no not on a shoulder rig but i do just put the camera on my shoulder it's not like the most practical way to hold this fucking camera but it works and i figured out a way that's just like the best way to do it i've tried holding out in front of me i've tried putting my eye through the the evf and like using the viewfinder to try and track the ball it's just way harder that way um i think it's easier to shoot both eyes both eyes open um, looking at the monitor. Cause then you can hype, like you could hypothetical, like right eye on the monitor, left eye on the crowd or like whatever's around you. Yeah. I think that's important to be able to see what's going on outside of it. Cause if the, if out of the corner of your eye, the bench reacts, you want to be able to swing over to the bench. But if you were through your viewfinder, you would never know that. Cause you don't see the movement through the EVF, obviously. See dropping nuggets already, man. That's a pretty smart one. Mm-hmm. Do you, yep, um, yep, yep. do you just like, crank focus or do you like have a focus wheel no i just crank focus which oh, is man. so impractical that is so bad. but um proper gorilla yeah i i've just gotten good at it i've gotten not good at it i've gotten really good at it um <laughs> it just I, I i've done it i've just done it for years like if you do something for years very frequently you'll get good at it yeah you know? i dude i i vividly remember during the during the bubble is why i had to start doing it because i was i was shooting from really far away because of the COVID situation. So I was kind of like at an angle down on the court and uh, I was in autofocus like normal. And I was like, holy shit, the, the way that you're looking down from that perspective, the camera isn't good at distinguishing like the, the back wall from the court. So it would constantly rack to the back wall and then rack focus back to the court. And I was like, dude, I'm missing so many shots. So I was like, screw it. I might as well miss shots pulling focus because I'm bound to miss some with an autofocus. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel that. I think uh, a lot of us use autofocus as a crutch. Like, I mean, autofocus. No, is for like, sure. It has a time and a place, autofocus. Then you need to learn how to use manual. Like, that's constantly what they tell you at the union. Like, make sure to use manual focus. And then, um, yeah, then everyone still tries to shoot auto. So. <laughs> I, th- I think the ma- the focusing is what separates like the pros from the, the guys that are just like the men from the boys. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Or yeah. Or the girls from the women, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. You, uh, you yeah, know, so point. it's, Im- 
it's important to learn how to pull focus. It's a, it's a big skill to have. And you never like, you never know when it's going to save your ass. Like you could be like, Oh dude, I'm so good at autofocus. Like I've never had to use manual focus. Like this guy's full of sh full. Oh fuck. Something dropped, whatever. Um, this guy's full of shit, but then you get to a situation where it's super dark and the autofocus is just not working or there's a bunch of moving pieces in the frame. Like, just trust me, you're going to want to learn it. Or if you have a cine camera, which don't do autofocus. Yep, which is sick. Yeah, you get this like really expensive camera and you're like, why doesn't this thing have autofocus? Because they're not supposed to. Speaking of expensive cameras, um, you bought a red and then uh, sold a I red. sold it. <laughs> sold a I red just, recently. What happened it was with that? The best, it was the best paperweight I've ever owned. It was like so expensive. <laughs> Everything that you buy for the red camera is like a thousand dollars. It's ridiculous. Like every time you buy something, it's like, oh, that'll be a thousand dollars. That's a thousand dollars, which was super annoying. And we were splitting everything, me and my roommate Chase. So it was nice because it was like five hundred dollars. But that five hundred dollars racks up so quickly. Like the build on the camera was like it was like twelve thousand dollars, something like that. Eleven thousand dollars. That is mad. Because I just remember you, you messaged me so hyped. It's like, Will, I'm getting a red. And I was like, yes, Brayden, let's go. You're getting a red. And you got it. And you were like super gassed about it. And you shot with it. And you're like, this is sick. And then the more you used it, you were just like, yeah, this is less and less sick. Trying to like get footage off it and like boot it up and just everything. It's just it, it's just 19 more steps than using um, one of these Canon or one of these Sony cinema cameras. It's just like every every little cord has to be plugged in and unplugged a certain way the the sd cards are like a thousand dollars for each goddamn sd card like it just every cable is at least five hundred dollars for cords literally for cords um oh, so it's dude. just like it just it racks up and like the price wasn't the big like i, I would have been like okay if this thing is fifteen thousand dollars but it's gonna shoot just the best stuff ever like whatever like i'll do it it was more that it was a pain in the ass to like take a huge it's it's more for like setup things if you're doing the like, gorilla style like run and gun style of content it's just not the camera for it it's just not um did, would it make me a better shooter using it yeah sure like it's cool like it's a great camera the color is pretty um yeah just a pain in the ass to like set it all up like you gotta arrive somewhere like an hour and a half before to like set the damn thing up <laughs> just to turn it on let it warm up yeah yeah seriously it's just a huge pain in the ass so i'm way happier with the canon c70 the little cinema camera that we we have two of them now so that's kind of fun um yeah so i'm happy i'm happy that we sent it with the canon c70 it's been a great purchase the camera's a beast yeah, yeah I'm, i couldn't be couldn't be happier i'm say it's banging Right. Yeah, it's bang. It's beautiful. What are, uh, what are like some things you've got like future aspirations as like a filmmaker, and just creative? Because I know you talk about it a lot. Uh, different things that you have like wanting to do in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that like filmmaking is just the very bottom of where I want to go with this whole thing. Like it, it's given me like an into this space, but it is in, it is by no means where I want to end up like being a director of photography or like whatever, like make, I don't know. I think this is just like the tip of the iceberg of where I'm going in the space. Like I want to have, 
an agency that specializes in like one of the go-to agencies that specializes in social media content creation. That's one, that's one of the things, uh, want to have one of the biggest podcasts, not one of, I want to have the biggest podcast in the creator space. Um, so that's an, that's another Avenue. One of the biggest teaching programs that, that is out there for like creators. Cause I think college is just like, they've just fucked it up so hard with making you take all of these ridiculous classes that just don't have anything to do with what you're actually learning. I think some of the classes are good and they well round you as a person. And some of them are very necessary and they give you like a different view on the world and a different view on different people. Um, and they're, they're very necessary. Like some of those classes, but a majority of them are just ridiculous. Like I shouldn't have to take poetry one one. Shouldn't have to take it. Sorry. Um, just not necessary if I don't want to be a poet like I'm just you know it's just not necessary there's just little things that I took in college that really burned my ass on the education system but college as a whole was very worth it for me and I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for my college experience um, so it's a very it's a double-edged sword situation because on one hand I'm like ooh, it was really expensive and like I'm very blessed to have had my tuition covered. So that was very, like I didn't have to take out a ton of loans and have to take out any loans, which was just like, I'm very grateful for that, for that experience. The other side of it though, is like, I feel like the college is just taking all of your money, making you take all of these ridiculous classes that have nothing to do with what you want to do. So that sucks. And that's something that I think should be changed. Um, and like eventually one day, I want to have like a basically like a university for creators that that's like one of my goals, one of many, but that'll that's like, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to have like a 30, like, for example, this is something that, um, I haven't told anybody this. I haven't talked about this really anywhere. No, not anywhere. Um, I want to have a situation where you would come to like a B figgy camp for 30 days and, it would be like a boot camp, but in person. Cause I did this in high school for like wrestling and we went to like some place in Minnesota for like 28 days. And it was like a, a really intensive camp and I just got so much better. And I was like, it just got me thinking the other night. I was like, what if I did that exact same thing for creatives and built like brought together the best talent um, and just that's did that and just good, did it. Did, such a good idea. Yeah. You know, so I, that's something that I will for sure do in the future. It's not, that's like, a, you know, down the line type of thing, but we'll start small. I think this summer I'm going to do something in LA where I have like 12 spots open and I rent a house in LA and we bring a ton of people out here that want to come and I bring together all my creative friends and we teach all kinds of random stuff, random cool stuff That sounds about dope, the, in, about the industry, like just little things that would help when you're starting out or when you're in the middle or to take you to the next level, whatever. I mean, it, it's going to, the possibilities with it are endless, but that's one, one of the avenues that definitely want to go down. Um, kind of similarly to what some of these guys in the uh, Ryan Serhant, Gary V, all these guys have built these like huge personal brands. I want to do that in the creator space. That'll be fun. Um, and I think we're just at phase one of like that whole, that whole entire thing and then make cool make cool work. Like I, I think I, like I was saying earlier, I really don't like getting feedback on my videos cause I don't make them for other people. Like I make them for me. Like I just yeah, like making them. Fair. I don't, I don't, 
I don't really care what you th- what like anyone else thinks of them. It's cool. Like if people like them, it's great. Like cool, but it's not for other people. They're for me. So that's where it gets tough to like make content for brands because then obviously it's for the brand and there's always going to be feedback when it comes to like stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, so it's a very, yeah. I mean, so it's a very like, and I detach myself from the work at that point. Cause I'm not going to be like, no, this is like, you don't know what you're talking about. Cause they do, they do know what they're talking about and they have an input cause it's their brand and they know more about it than I do, you know? But I think it's more on the lines of like the work that I make for myself. I'm uh, very, very, very passionate about it. And I don't like feedback on it. Like I just make it for me. I just, that's it. So one day having, like just, you know, making YouTube videos would be sick stuff that I'm passionate about. It doesn't have to be making money off it. Just like, if you want to watch it, go watch it. Like that's Even it. life is one big, long passion project. Pretty much. That would be the dream. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's one of the thing, one of the other things I want to get into. Um, we're coming out with a new program here in like a month and a half. Hopefully that'd be great. That's all about sports videography. So that's fun. That's a great one that I've been working really hard on every night for the past like six or eight months. It's been in the pipeline for a while, man, hasn't it? Because I remember you telling me about it like ages ago. Yeah. And that was part of like the testing phase, just seeing like what people were interested in and how I could bring more value to the people that, you know, I taught because teaching is something that I never thought I'd get into. I, I mean, I just didn't realize that it was fun, but I should have known that about myself because I have always liked helping people. Um, and then when I started to do like the thing on TikTok, where I was like, oh, DM me on IG with any questions. I was like, oh my God, this is so fun to be able to one, connect with people from all over the world, B, help people get closer to their goals and C, see that all the way through. Like it's so I get rewarding, a DM, right? yeah, I get a DM damn near like every day. That's like, Oh, I booked a wedding or I booked my first client. And that is the feeling that I get when I get those messages is unparalleled to like pretty much anything else that I do. Cause like you hear that you're, I'm not like you hear that your work is good. Like that's really gratifying. That's awesome that people are liking your work. But, um, and people are like resonating with it. Like that's a really cool feeling. But the feeling when someone hits you up and is like, yo, because of something you said to me, I now succeeded in this thing. That's an unparalleled feeling. That feeling is like unmatched. Um, Top of the and that's tree, why man. I think, so good. yeah, that's why, I, I'm with that's you why that, I think sure. I'll, I'll lean more into coaching because it's just, it's, it's really fun. It's fulfilling. It's great to see people eating and, I get to meet and help a ton of people from all over the world. So it's been fun. But yeah, I definitely think mm-hmm. teaching is a good way forward. Like I said, I was teaching this guy how to edit his videos cause he's never learned how to edit before. And like even most basic things on premiere, like for me, I've just kind of learned how to do just even teaching that to someone and him like getting the results out of it. He was just like, so gassed apart. And I was like, dude, this is so, this mm. is so great. And it's just like rewarding. And then like same with you, like when you get a DM off someone and they're like, Oh, thanks for like helping me out like that here's how the video turned out or check out this video like i made uh give me some feedback sort of thing it just feels really good i don't even think like yeah teaching people and that's why i like doing those sort of videos on like instagram and like tiktok and just like giving back to people how to do it sort of thing because then as you know like it just feels so good mm-hmm. yeah then, it's great but then the algorithms do tend to just like completely shaft you so there you go <laughs> 
Yeah, there's just nothing. You can't control the algorithm. You just got to adapt. There's like, it's tough. I mean, it sucks when your videos that you work really hard on don't do well, but that's just the nature of this game. It's just you got to get back up to the plate, swing the bat again, and just keep going. There's like no... It doesn't do you any good to be like, oh, f this platform. Like, and I still say f this platform. You, yeah, you, you DM me all the time. No, it's no, like, no. It, it just, like it, I mean, it just, it, it's just like there's nothing you can do about it though. You can't control what they push out and whatnot. Like, if you're happy with it, it's all you can say. And hopefully, one person saw it and got something from it. You just move on. Yeah, but man. it's still f the platforms. I mean, they bug me. <laughs> yeah, Susan, show us some love on the YouTube videos, please. That'd be great. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is what it is though. But I definitely think that's like some great goals to have. Um, so when you do all this stuff, explain like your your process because I know you're a big uh, journal guy, big vision board dude. What's the best way to start that? Because like literally today, I've gone through like, I'm on my third journal now. I started quite recently. So as a result of you, I think. So where's the where's the starting point for stuff like that? for the journal or for like what what exactly what exactly do you mean like i think you're a big guy who believes in writing stuff down like what like okay for like writing things down where do you yeah start? i i mean i just go get a piece of paper and a pen and write down what it is that you want like what do you want you know because i think that if you can you can't, it's very, you don't, I'm not gonna say you can't. I think it's very difficult to reach goals if you don't know them and put them out into the world. Cause you're not looking at it. If you're not seeing it physically on paper, if it's just in your mind, um, I think it's a lot harder for you to like get that goal. And then if you get a goal and you break it down into micro steps of like, okay, say hypothetical. Okay. I want to be a full-time creator. Okay. Like what I'm in my current job and I'm making, let's just pretend say, let's just call it $60,000 to make this easy, making $60,000 a year. Okay. What is 60,000 divided by 12? What is that? Five? Uh, don't ask me, dude. My math is shit. <laughs> like what's the wrong? Come dude. on. What, what, what is 12? What is 12 times five? 12 times five. Well, that's 60. Yeah. Bang, yeah, I'm good at math, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm terrible at math. So, okay, so five thousand dollars. <laughs> that's month. why we make videos. Okay. That's why we don't do accounting. Yeah, that's, that's why. Like... That's why I have. That's why I have a tax guy. Um, so, okay, twelve <laughs> times five, sixty. I need to make five thousand dollars a month to be full time as a creative. Okay, cool. So instead of being like, oh, I need one five k client, or you need one, five clients at a thousand dollars a month, and if you're like, oh, that's like way too high for me, I'm not there yet. Okay, then you need ten clients at five hundred dollars a month. Um, to get to that goal, right? So getting a big goal, breaking it down into micro goals is so much easier to help you achieve them. And then you can check stuff off. And I think it's very motivating for you to be like, okay, I have a practical thing that I can actually hit in the next few months. So you don't break down. I hate, I'm not a big fan of like, I think you can have five-year goals. That's totally fine. But then I think you need to go a step further and be like, what can I do to get to the five-year goal in a, like in a year or like, how can I get, you know what I mean? You have to have you like make it, actionable. Make it manageable. Yeah. Actionable. Yeah. yeah. You'll break a- it down. Actionable, actionable steps to reach the bigger goals. Not just like outlandish. Like I want to make a million dollars. Like, okay. How are you going to make a million dollars? You got to break your, it down. You're you not make 10 grand know, first. And then exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. You got to like, 
baby steps, baby steps into them. And then like, I'm a big manifestation guy. I think that if you can, if you, if you can't believe that you can achieve something, you'll never get it ever. Cause if you don't believe it, why should anybody else believe that you should get it? You know? So I'm a big, I'm a big believer in telling very, very close friends, your goals. And if you can't tell them your goals, like just keep them to yourself and write them down or find new friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's good to like share it with people and stuff. Cause then you, they have like, they push you along and speaking of sharing things with people, you obviously live in an apartment with Chase and Costas who both creators that you do the podcast with. And how do you find, how do you find that? Do you feel it's like, I can just, I'm jealous cause you have this like great creative energy going on. Like how do you like, bounce stuff off each other is it helpful is it not yeah it's helpful i don't work out with them like they work out here most of the time i can't work with other people i have to be in my room with a closed door um i'll ask chase chase what do you think about working you can work out here around other people depends what he's doing he says Chase says if he's editing or writing, he has to be alone. I feel the same way because um, I just like I get distracted. I have really bad ADD. I get distracted too easily. So just can't do, you, do that. Do you still feel this good though to like live with them to like show each other all the stuff you're doing and then they just like hype you up sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. I think when we moved out with the three of us like in a space like this, it's grown me. I've grown a ton as a person. I've learned so many more things about production. It's so much easier to just be like, there's, there's just a thousand things that I can think of that I'm like, Oh, I need this. Uh, I need this battery or I need that mic. Like someone has it in this apartment. So that's nice. Um, and I mean, it's crazy to just see all this shit that you, we've got, we've accumulated from living here. Like we moved out and then I was like, Oh, we've got the race drone. Like that's fun. Now we can go fly our race drones together. There's just like we've bought in, aperture lights and mics and all kinds of fun stuff that we just share. Um, if it's like way radically expensive, then it's easy to just split it three ways and get something and then buy three of them and then you're good. <laughs> then you each get one. Sharing is caring, dude. Exactly. So, yeah. Speaking of drones, um, I heard that, the, well, obviously from the last time I spoke with you and oh, I spoke with Chase last and chase still had his drone then obviously lost it uh have you crashed yours anymore recently or is it no, still I'm chilling a i'm a i'm a fucking beast of flying that drone dude i can i can whip that drone me and that drone in sync um i've i've gotten to where i'm really confident flying that little fpv drone around fast i, I just literally go fast i don't go slow i go like sit 60 miles per hour minimum and i'm just hauling ass <laughs> there is I, uh, no I would, there is no slow button for you is there that it's just send or don't like <laughs> that's that's chase chase jokes around and says that i live my life in like two times speed like i'm just doing everything at two <laughs> times speed all the time i'm driving at two times speed flying the drone at two times speed like i'm thinking at two times speed i'm just like my mind just bouncing around shit like constantly i'm like Cook, a little squirrel cooking cooking at two times speed hence the oh yeah like like if i if i put so, if i put something in the mic if i put something in the microwave there's like a 99 percent chance it gets burned because i forget about it and i'm just like all right next thing like on to the next right. yeah you got that you got that checklist to check off you got all those those great goals you got 
got to take off and get done in the day. Yeah, exactly. And those things, I feel like if you can, if you believe in yourself enough to go get those goals, you work, you intrinsically make better choices that get you towards the goals faster. Damn, that is some, that's some deep stuff, man. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I'm going to introduce you to a new section of the podcast that I've just decided to start today. Uh, some some quick fire questions for you, dude. There's just a, it's an, it's an either or answer. So I wrote these okay. down. Right, here we go. Some of them might cause some shit online, but you know, let's go for it. Okay. Uh, Mac or PC? Oh, Mac. Mac, PCs are trash. Yeah, I knew that one. Sony or Canon? Oh, I'm a Canon boy now. He is. I'm, I'm still a little bit hurt by it, but we'll move on. Uh, Sam Calder or Casey Neistat? Casey Neistat times a million. Nice. Premiere or Resolve? Premiere. Uh, I think I still I still think I still think Premiere is shit. Like Yeah, this ass. is the thing, right? We'll quickly pause it there. Like everyone everyone shits on Premiere and I'm with you on this one. I have so many glitches, right? Talk about this for a stupid one. I can highlight text, but I can't highlight the first letter in the text box. It'll highlight everything else, but except the first letter. Trying to That's change awesome. the font or the size, not happening, dude. It's a pain in the ass. That's great. Yeah, yeah Premiere so, su- sucks, but I don't I don't know if there's... I'm too fast at it to switch yeah, over from exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. It's a love-hate relationship, so, I feel. Yeah, it is a love-hate. Like, sometimes it works phenomenally, and I'm just like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I don't know, though, dude. I could be convinced to switch to Resolve if it's... I don't do any crazy effects, so... Resolve is um, great for grading, and I've heard the editing is quite good on it as well. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? We'll I, I'm see. always open. I'm always open to better things. Right, primes or zooms? I'm a zoom guy, but I respect primes. Uh, LeBron or Kobe? Hmm. Oh, I don't know if that's a fair comparison. They're both great. I love them both. Okay, I'll leave you that one. Uh, Lakers or Ducks? Oh, I'm a Ducks fan for life, man. Go Ducks. Right. Sound design or color grading? Oh, sound. I don't like doing color. I just respect it. Uh, private jet content or private yacht? <laughs> uh, private yacht. Oh, he didn't go PJC. I thought he was going to go PJC. Uh, Everybody, ever, anybody can fly on a private jet. I think private <laughs> yachts are like a whole nother, they're a whole nother spectrum of yeah, like they even, wealthy. <laughs> they even let coasters on private jets now, so... Yeah, exactly. Most private jets downhill. aren't that sick. Uh, Anybody can go on a private jet. Blue ass water or crazy mountains? Blue ass water. Uh, rooftop or mountain top? Mm, mountain top. Chase or coasters? They're the boys, <laughs> both of them. Safe answer, safe answer. Uh, also, wheels or doors? Wheels are what? Have you not heard about this? I was going to talk to you about this. Never. I feel like you're the sort of person who would have seen this on TikTok, right? There's this person, I can't remember where it came out. It was like a barstool thing or something. But this dude was like, do you think there's more wheels or doors in the world? Oh, okay. Um, I think there's definitely more wheels for sure. Dude, doors. What do you mean? No, no. Nah, wait, are you talking about like house doors or is it doors, doors on like- a car? Door, yeah, everything. Just doors in general. Cupboard doors, 
fridge door, car door. Oh, well, then that house oh, that's door. not that's that's not fair. I thought you were just talking about it on a car. I was like, well, no, definitely no, no. Just wheels. In, just in general, dude. In general. Um, I f- yeah, I feel like there's probably more doors. That's safe to say. Yeah, man. Skyscraper. Think of how many doors are on a skyscraper. Yeah, doors. Then, then I also heard. But think about the wheels on an office chair that are inside that skyscraper. Anyway, that's a discussion for a different podcast. So I'm going doors, man, all the way. I think that's, that's funny. yeah. Yeah, doors. Just got. I'm surprised you haven't come across this. There's a man who like lives his life on on TikTok. I'm surprised you haven't come across this one yet. No, I I've seen it. I just didn't. I was just super confused with what you were talking about. I've seen it. Yeah. Also, last one. I've read. Ho- I've read it in the comments. Okay, give it to me. Horizontal or vertical video? Oh, horizontal. Every day of the week. Do you think there's gonna be a point where everyone goes vertical? I think I was talking to someone about this the other no. day. No. Even mm-hmm. with even with the talk going to 10 minutes no i think that was a stupid idea that was dumb i, I, have I agree 10 minutes. i agree 10 Can minutes you see yourself watching 10, a 10 minutes minute talk not never i will never watch a tiktok that's more than like a minute long you would i would skip and throw it no chance i don't Agreed. have 10 minutes to i don't have 10 minutes to watch something that's why i watch tiktok yeah because you're on because you're on bloody two times speed mate that's why you haven't got time to watch uh, it I'll, I also just don't think many 10 minute videos are captivating. Like, sorry, I just don't. I Casey Do you, Neistat 10 minute vlog. I'm there every day of the week, but very few people are good at telling a story. That's like 10 minutes long. Just my opinion. Do, do you, uh, ah, let's say what I was going to say now. Um, ah, shit, it's gone. It was like a really great thing I had. It was on the tip of my tongue. And then you said something It's completely it happened. Whoosh. It's gone now. It was, about, it was about TikTok being 10 minutes long. Oh, yeah, that was what it was. Do you watch films on two times speed? Are you that guy? No. I, podcast, though, like, I'm watching every podcast on two times speed, every YouTube video for the most part on two times speed, unless it's a video, like a videographer. So, what, what, what what's, like, a, a dream client? I think you might have covered this, but... Mm. Hmm. A dream client. I I don't know if shit it would be I would way rather have um, a client come to me and be like I want you to do this your way than me getting like pitching a client and then like having to deal with what they want like seriously because it just that wouldn't bring me any fulfillment them telling me how to do something for them if that does that make sense yeah you want you want someone to approach you and be like Braden, you have complete creative freedom on this project we'll be happy with whatever the final outcome is here's exactly a camera, here, here's here, a budget here's a go ex- exactly that those are the only like one day those are the only videos i will do and i promise like i guarantee that I'm not going to ever, there will be a point in my career, it's not right now, but there will be a point in my career where I don't take on any videos that are like, oh, like this is the brief. I'm like, no, no, you're coming to me and I'm going to tell you what I want to do with it. Just because I don't, I think that's how you make the best work. Like that's how creators make the best work. And if brands and businesses, if they would like understand that and be like, okay, if we go to these really talented people and just let them do what they do best we'll get better stuff. I think the world will get pushed that like. much, that much further. But, um, would until that day, stuff? Hmm. Would you pitch for stuff? Like, would you like make a pit, uh, like a pitch deck and, uh, I'm a sucker and, like, a for treatment. pitch decks. 
I love comment. pitching stuff. Lo- pitching you, stuff's like one of my one of my favorite things. Yeah, I just like to talk to people and pitch them on ideas. It's just like I enjoy that. That process you'd, is fun. You'd love you'd love my uni course then, man. Half of it is just pitching films to people, being like, "Yo, yeah. here's the oh. idea. Here's the delivery. Mm-hmm. Do you want I like it? To yes pitch or no? Stuff. Yeah, yeah, pitching stuff's fun. Like a little businessman, right? I'm gonna sell you this, this, uh, this, uh, whatever those fun bands were earlier. I have. Like, I was, dude. All... You like I Jordan sell, Belfort? I could. I could sell anything, dude. Yeah, I could. I was selling everything. I'm so. I was like, I, I, I was. Uh, I figured out early on when I was selling my power balance bracelets. I was like, oh shit! If I have a returning customer, if I give him a discount, he's gonna keep coming back. So I remember <laughs> I was say say I was selling them for like forty bucks, and then I'd be like, dude, if you buy two though, you get two for sixty, and they're like, two for sixty. <sighs> Dang. And then I started, started getting people that were buying two of them. And they're like, oh, $20 off? Like, that's crazy. And it just continued on. Come in. Oh, who is it? Maybe. Oh, there's a package. Oh. Let's go. Is anything exciting? No, for cheese, dude. That's unbelievable. I had a package coming. I thought that was a package. That's unreal. Oh, man. False that's alarm. So that's so unfun. That's the worst feeling ever. Package turns up, not yours. It's unbelievable. Most of fun. Also, what's the hype around Erewhon? As as a an English dude, I don't understand. Explain. Um, Erewhon's way overpriced. It's just like healthy food, and it's expensive, and it's a cool vibe of a store, but it's way too overpriced. That was for you, yeah. man. Oh, is it? Is it just like LA, like condensed into like? a shop pretty much no i mean they really have done well with like their products and stuff like the stuff tastes better like for sure than a regular grocery store it's just super expensive um yeah it's like it's a place where really rich people go and people that think they're rich go (laughs) (laughs) and as we know Braden likes expensive things yeah exactly so it's fun it's a fun little place to go sometimes i like their juices and i like their breakfast burrito they just need to lower the prices and everyone would be happier it does not need to be that expensive but that's why i did i mean their branding and marketing just crushes they're like all right we're just gonna make everything really expensive and people are gonna think it's healthy i mean but it is healthy like the food is healthier like it is cooked in all everything's like organic everything's um not cooked in bad oils it doesn't have you know there's not a carb in the whole store i don't know there's just, like, it, <laughs> it's the just dream. very 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 clean food man people just suck at that stuff are you still pissed at me for eating chicken pokey by the way yeah that's like Will had chicken pokey the other day. I told him that was a crime. Yeah, the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I was like, that should be illegal. Did it, did it, did it. Let me the, defend the, myself the, on this they, one. No, no, there's no, de- there's no defending it. They should not there sell fucking. Chi- no, no, there's right. no defending it. They shouldn't sell fucking chicken and pokey. It doesn't go together. It's it was not. In, that's look, not. This place was called. That is pokey. That house, is a. Dude. Pokey and house that was a crime. crime. A crime. Crime to serve chicken in a fucking pokey bowl. Crime. Also, dude. Everything's just backwards in the UK. That's just how you guys roll, and that's okay. Whoa, that's whoa, fine. whoa, whoa, whoa! You guys go on the opposite side of the road, the escalator, instead of going down on the right side. It's going down on the left, dude. It's fine. 
It is fine, but you you guys are you guys are a little confused over there on certain matters, and that's okay because you guys are good guys and good girls. But Uh, you guys are a little confused, and it's fine. You saved that there, dude. You saved that there. Yeah, I was a little bit confused when I went to the pokey shop. They're like, "Do we do chicken?" I was like, "Hmm, this is interesting." Dumbest shit ever. You should tell them. You should be like, "Take the chicken, burn it off the menu." Next time, next time, next time you're in London, next time in London, I'll come down and meet you just to go to that pokey shop, just for you to go shout at them. I'm we'll, we'll no, go. I'm never gonna. I'm I'm never gonna go inside that establishment. That place should be put down. It should just be like set a light. Just that would be Dude. arson. Come on, Will. You can't do that. True. Like, uh, yeah, very true. Um, the fun fact: they also have like shops in just about every major capital over Europe as well. So you might have a problem every time you go to like Paris, Berlin. Yeah, just about everywhere. Never go in there. Never, ever. I'd rather starve. <laughs> you only go where the good pokey is at. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sorry for committing such an awful crime. It tasted good, but um, I'm sorry. I'll do better. That's funny. Yeah, it just wasn't. The, it, yeah, it tasted good, but I feel, I feel, hands up, I'm sorry. Anyway, dude, where can... Oh, actually, before we do that, any final words of wisdom for the people? Drop us like a fat nugget to end with. Okay. I would just say to surround yourself with passionate people and try a bunch of things until you find something that you like to do and then just run with it (laughs) and never, never look back, you know? If you surround yourself with passionate people, I think that you will find something that you like to do for sure. 100%. Yeah, I think I agree on that one. Yeah, that's definitely you know? a true a true statement. Yeah. Also, before you dip, where can the people find you? At Figgy on everything. Yeah, you've got the you've got the tag secured, man. That's pretty pretty good. Secured. No, no blue check yet though. Nope. One day. Thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in. This was fun. Yeah, this must be strange for you being on the receiving end of a podcast. Uh, oh yeah, got another pod here in a few hours. We're just this is just practice. You sh- you chef you chef and up late with the boys. Yep, we are having um, Alesso's photographer on tonight. I think. Yeah, that's who it is. So it should be fun. That sounds good. That sounds like a fun app. I will be I'll be tuning in when that's out next week. Yes, sir. Well, Crushing thank you, Will. This was fun. Yeah, this was this was sick, man. It's been a long time coming. This is a a couple hours delayed as a result of you hitting the gym, but you know, we move. We just had we just had to do stuff, you know. But yeah, hey, yeah, we man. got it done. Life happens. Yeah, we're here. We're done now. And then uh, I need to message Costas actually because he's gonna come on as well. He's gonna hop on and chef it up. Get him on. Yeah, man, for sure. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening and I will see everyone in the next one. Bye. Peace.